Hallelujah. I don't know if you know anybody knows this song. We are a worshiping church, are we not? Hallelujah. The genesis of this song is that the lady that wrote this song was fasting. And she was working in McDonald's. And fasting and working in McDonald's and looking at those fries is so tempting. And she was so tempted looking at fries that she just took two and ate and she felt so guilty. On her way home, the Lord gave her scriptures. Colossians chapter 2 verse 3 says, Christ which says that Christ is a hidden um, all the treasure of wisdom is hidden in him and Proverbs 8 11 which says wisdom is more precious than rupee and out of that she coined the song that most of you sing Lord you are more precious than God yeah it was born out of somebody in fasting that led it can you please about this hunger for God as a driving force for life. A hunger for God is the driving force for the spiritual impact. If we're going to make a difference in our world today, more than anything else, we need to develop a hunger for God. Hallelujah. Are we going to see God? I sense it in my spirit that we are sent for something about to break forth. And the word that was in my spirit that the Lord whom you seek 
will certainly come into this temple. God is about to break through into this house. I don't speak those words lightly or lightly. I want you to understand God is about to show up in a way you have never seen before. For we will never make inroad in this generation without his power. We will be just another opinion. We'll be just another ideology. Another people's thinking. But if God be part of what we are doing or takes us on, we will change this generation for God. Hallelujah. And it takes a hunger for God. The desire for God more than anything else for this to happen. You know that in the normal ways, hunger is a sign that you are alive if you have it. The medical, they will tell you, if you lose the desire or appetite for food, we know you have some problem. It's the same spiritually. If you don't hunger for God, something is, something is wrong somewhere. Either other desires has displaced the real desire that God put in you. Hallelujah. All things have taken the position of what God will be. Praise the name of the Lord. Among one things that God spoke to this generation is that will the laudation spirit. We will be people who are neither hot or cold. A generation of that is in the church. If you are in this church, you think everything looks like this everywhere. It's not true. People are living carelessly. The Bible says they'll be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. You see, that word is true to our generation right now. Most of people pursue things that pertain to themselves. Is born out of self, uh, selfishness. But today I want you to understand, I want to give you a few scriptures or concepts of being hungry for God. We've seen men that have been hungry for God and changed their generation for God. People like Anna who are consumed by the desire to have a son. She reached a point where she could not pray with words. She became a voiceless intercessor before the throne of God. That even the man of God looking at her thought she was drunk. But she said the anguish, the, the deep cry of her heart was, she said she needed a son. She needed a child. And she had, it with, she had to do this. And God answered. And one area that I see, one woman that was also barren. Have you realized that almost all biblical characters were barren? Mothers who bore great men were not were not. They were not getting children easily. When Anna was crying God for a child, her other wife was getting children like a popcorn, but she cried out like, what about me? She went before God and cried, and God answered her. But another woman, Rachel, she was so desperate. She was loved of Jacob. But the Bible says God closed her womb. While, Re, while her sister was getting children, she didn't have one. She reached a point of desperation that she cried out to her husband, Give me children or I die. I don't know how, if your prayer has reached that desperation yet. One man of God called John Knox captured that word and cried out to his, before God, Give me Scotland or I die. And revival hates Scotland like never before. He cried out for the nation, What are you crying for? 
give me what is it that is in your heart you want God to do that has you are obsessed you are pursuing with everything in you that has consumed you because if God does not see that he thinks you are not serious because if you have alternative to what you are looking for God is not responsible to answer he's not why would he do it and then you exhaust every other but if you have a singular heart and passion for that which you believe for you put a demand to heaven and heaven will re- respond give me children or I die give me something hunger spiritually is a is that has everything to do with that inner longing an inner graving a deep thirsting for God and the things of God a huge appetite to experience or encounter the very presence of God we are there church we are doing it but we can do more but our, my, the reason I preach this message is almost the last before we go to the feast is that when we are done are we done or do we consistently develop this hunger for more you see, there was no man who, who encountered God more than Moses. Moses saw miracles, then miracles in Egypt. He saw the Red Sea divide. He saw more miracles than anybody. But he used the fact that he had experienced this miracle to ask for more. He cried out the more, show me your glory. But he had seen the glory of God. If any man had seen God work, Moses had. But a man who stands in the presence of God would be more hungrier than the one who has not. That the fact that we have prayed, it should not be, oh, now I am off. You are not off. You are just beginning now. Praise the name of the Lord. This was preparing you to encounter God. We hope that's instead of your desire in you. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. We see men of God like David cry out to God. And we will look at uh, uh, the book of... um, Psalms 65, uh, 63, verse 1 to, to 4. The Bible says, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirst land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life my lips shall praise you thus i'll bless you while i live i'll lift up my hands in your name hallelujah praise the name of the lord this is David, elsewhere you will see David crying out to God as a dear bandits for the water. So my soul, this is a man God himself declared was a man after God's own heart. Guys, he did not just seek what God can give him. He sought the blesser, not the blessings. And the blessing followed. The Bible for us says, these blessings will follow you. But when the blessings are following you, who are you chasing or who are you pursuing? If you pursue God, then blessing will pursue you. Because this blessing will follow you. You must be going somewhere before the blessing follow you. The problem is we've reversed it. Today we pursue blessings. But I want to submit to you today, in this generation, we're living in a 
Omega generation, we are about to be consuming at the end of the age. Everything is coming so heavy on us. Have you seen how perversion and everything is happening around us? Church, we will never do Christianity as usual. Either you're going to serve God or you will step out of way. I'm, I'm serious. We, we are having hostile governments and people who do not like what we profess, like Pastor said, they will shut things down. The reason why some of us have no persecution is we're willing to say the word of God the way it is. We play around, we don't speak the word of God the way we should. We are afraid. But when the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, you'll be like Peter, give us boldness. Grant us boldness to declare your word. Yeah. They, they, they never prayed to be protected. But they had just come from weeping. They had whooped them, but they didn't ask God to protect them from that. They asked for courage to deliver the word. May God give you courage for this generation. Yeah. And speak the word in spite of everything. These things, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom and the righteousness thereof. And these things shall come as divine addition to you. It will, it will come. But first, you have, how can you find the, king without, the kingdom without the king? Because the kingdom is king's domain. You must encounter king to find the kingdom. It is a place where the king rules. Have you encountered that? In Hebrew 11, verse 6, the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And this is the key word. They that come to him must believe that he is, a present tense, he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek things. Okay. Not things. That diligently seek him. Hallelujah. He will reward you if you seek him. I'm telling you, the antidote to this lessness and the warmness is because Hunger is not there. And I want to share you three things, of, at least four things from this scripture. Time will not allow us, but at least you, I have no problem with this church. We have a good word. You will either refuse to follow God, but sitting here, I've been a pastor for some time. I know the times when uh, the only person I know that was so hungry for God is my wife. She had just come from high school. And filled with the Holy Spirit. And her father didn't understand why she's speaking in her tongue in tongues. And so he forbade her to speak that in the house. And she was wept because of that. She was beaten because of that, but she never stopped. I don't know if some of us today will be beaten because we are praying. Praise the name of the Lord. It was out of we are born out of that hunger for God and prayer. That when we say we planted so many churches quickly, it was not because we were any better than anybody else. It's because there was nothing in life that mattered more than the presence of God. And we went for it with everything we had. And God answered. Of course, we backslid in a way. I know you don't like to say these things, but we are not where we were. We slid off by things that God has gifted us with. It is not when... Sometimes the greater things, the enemy of hunger for God is not 
poison that you eat, but the good things that God has given you. If you're not careful, what he has put in your hand will, will block your ability to hunger for him. But I want to be like David. A man who was so rich that he could collect enough money to build a temple by himself. But he said in, in, in Psalm 42, he said, I am poor and needy. He was hungry for God. A man that had all the silver and gold in the world. A king. But he cried to God that he was needy and hungry for him. Can we, with the blessings of this world, still cry out for God? Or the blessings will displace God from your life. I pray young people will follow like so Pastor Victor, a young man with a good job and so hungry for God is always here everywhere. It's a good challenge. It's a beautiful thing to see a few of us that have that hunger. Because most of us, what we were looking for is not necessarily God, but a thing God can give us. And when God has given us what we're looking for, he's put aside. Praise the name of the Lord. It's not your case in Jesus' name. So number one thing that we see David here is that he, look at that scripture, in, it says, Oh God, you are my God. He was deliberate. Hunger grows out of decisive commitment to God and the things of God. It never just happened. If we're going to cultivate and develop a hunger for God, it has to be a decision we make. David said, you are my God. Is he your God? Or things, or and something else. You are my God. And Ali will seek you. That's a commitment. I will. You will be my priority. You will dictate my schedule. You, will, you are my life. You are my life pursuit. You are my God. And Ali will I. Praise the name of the Lord. Of course, we know the primary means or fundamental means by which we start our hearts. We have done this here in church and we need to cry to God to continue. And one, one of these to, to this commitment is seen in our prayer life. Are we praying? Prayer is the vehicle that connects us to God. Our spirit fellowship with the Spirit of God is a discipline. You cannot say you love God and you're not praying. Because you're praying, you, you, you long to be in the presence of the one you're looking for. Number two thing there is fasting. This is just between the decisive commitment. I'm talking about point one. one what we're already doing. I just wanted to summarize. We are a good church, to be sincere, and I know God is about to do some things. But please, do not settle. Because of the good thing God has begun to do. It is, it should be the platform for yearning for more. And so we keep on fasting. Let, at least to, uh, let no one week pass without a fast. At least a day for yourself. But that personal, we will see great things. I told you here before, a woman fasted breakfast for 100 days and she was blind. And God opened her eyes. Consistency will cause God to do things. And number three, study the word. This is the things that I cannot go into details. God as pastor has taught us so many beautiful things. But these are the disciplines a man who is decisively committed to God will do. 
to develop a hunger and a thirst for God. The word of God should be sought. That is. The other thing that we know, David, number two thing that David did, uh, the, the hunger of God did for him is hunger fueled, is fueled in God's presence. The fact that David says, I have looked you into the sanctuary. We know that he wanted to inquire in his temple to see if you cannot read much. Ah, hallelujah. Without seeing David. Cry out to God. I have always said the Lord before me. I don't know what you have said before you. What is it that you see? The same God told Abraham, I think in Genesis 17 or so, walk before me. In other words, be consciously aware of my presence daily. So he set a vision. If you don't see the vision, you cannot pursue what you don't see. And so what kind of God are you pursuing? The Bible says in Genesis 15 verse 1, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Hallelujah. God paraded himself, displayed himself as the, the one that Abraham is need. That he is the reward of Abraham. God desires we give to give us the highest vision of our life. What is it? He wants to be the pinnacle of our dreams and the inner longings. He knows the greatest gift to us is himself. And that is what he wants you to long for. And that's what I, my message, if I don't say anything else, I know the greatest gift for you in life is not the things God has given you, but God himself. He longs to be with you. You are designed for that. You will enjoy every other thing when God is a priority. And you know and you've encountered him as the one in your life. May you, what we have done this that 40 days be a fuel for more of God rather than I have done enough, now I rest. It should be now that our hunger is, our appetite is sharpened for more of God. We go more. Hallelujah. Why? We are standing in the presence of God. We behold his beauty. We look upon him in the sanctuary and we see that he is our treasure. Let him motivate us to go for the highest possible thing. God sets us before us a vision of himself. That is why Moses could cry out, show me your glory. He had already seen, stayed in the presence of God hours, 40 days and nights, but still wanted to see more of God. Because in the world, when you eat, you get filled and you don't have hunger. But in the spiritual things, when you eat, feast on, the gra- on God as bread, the more you get hungrier for him. It draws you to him again. I was surprised some invited a friend to church today, our friend Mark. Hallelujah. I just remembered Mark it was a Sunday school kid I was teaching in a school in Kenya. And now he has come here. His father began a church in, in a place where I was going to a one-year Bible school. And they said, you look like your dad. I said, yeah, I am from this. I remembered 
those are days we were praying and I see he, uh, one of my Sunday school kids here doing a master theology. Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's in Uganda now. They're doing ministry there, but they come from Kenya. Praise the name of the Lord. So God is doing wonderful things. But please, my heart for you today, please, may God be the sender of your heart. Number three thing that I want to share with you is that hunger is compelled by the awareness of God's goodness. He's good. We love him because he fast. Hallelujah. We pursue him because he has fast pursued us. He's the one who came and laid down his life. He let Give up everything for you. He loves you. You are pursued by God more than you pursue him, by the way. If somebody can be willing to die for you, do you think he's not after you? So I want you to change your prayers. Do not pray to God as if you are praying to a reluctant God. No. No, 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 no. He is the one in passionate pursuit of you. He wants you. The only thing is sometimes what you want clashes with what he has designed for you and you think he's not answering. He knows better. He knows where you tomorrow better than he knows tomorrow more than you see, you would do. And so when he leads you and directs you, it's better to let everything in his hand than in your own. Other than that, God loves you. How can somebody love you? Bible says in, uh, 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 in Romans 8.32, he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for you. Now that he has his own son, will he not freely give you all things? Not a few, all things. Jesus was the most precious thing to the Father. And he let him go for you. Is a house a big thing for him to give you? Is anything else too big for him to give you? Is a wife a big thing to him to give you? If he can give you the best he has. His son. It's only that we have wrong attitude. He loves us. Enough to give us the best. And he gave us the best, his son. When we go to him with that attitude, we will thank him no matter what. Hallelujah. And so in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, it says, For grass love compels us, because we are convinced that one who died for us all, therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. It is, David understood this, and the Bible says, um, he says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. He, you read in Psalms 23, uh, as he speaks about God being his shepherd, he concludes by saying, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. This compelled him to follow God. He knows the goodness of God will follow him. God's goodness is pursuing you. You've just not noticed it. Because you're busy pursuing something else. But he, he said that, that he would dwell in the house of the Lord. 
listening to Pastor Victor, I couldn't make it here, but I was I watched everything. Talk about he has been in the house all his time. Praise the name of the Lord. You will never linger around God and remain the same. You can no hang around God and be just ordinary. And I'm I'm not surprised if a few years from now you are writing the nation's platform all over the places. And people may think, where is this boy from? And somebody would want to be like you, but the problem is they have never paid the price of the hunger that it, it takes for, for God to trust you. One day I was praying and God spoke to me that it scared me. He said, it's not that I cannot do miracles, but I can't trust you with power. The question is, some of us today, if God gave us a pity to, to raise a few dead people, the whole world will come and say, man, do you see me? I have a gift of raising the dead. I am the man. And before you know, everybody's looking to you. Do you have capacity to be in the, in the claim of the world without feeling, without feeling arrogant? Thinking you are the man? It's just like that donkey. When they were putting on all the leaves, they say, they're doing it for me. No, really. <laughs> It was, not being, it was not being laid down for the donkey. But the donkey is the one who walked on it anyway. But was it for the donkey? It was for who? The one that was mounting the donkey, was mounted on the donkey. So the one that is in you is the one that is being given the honor. But sometimes we forget. And say, man, I have the gift. But the gift is God himself doing it. And so God is about to do these things. But he wanted to trust people like Saul, Paul, and Barnabas. Where they went and the miracle happened and the people began to declare them gods and went to sacrifice for them and they tore their clothes and said, no, 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 no. We are simple men like you. Praise the name of the Lord. Can you do that? Or we say, come on, come to our church. We, it's okay. God's going to do these things. We are set for many things. But it's the goodness of the Lord that does that. The last thing is hunger produces enjoyment of God as a result and establishment. Praise the name of the Lord. It's reads in Psalms 107 verse 35 says, He turns a wilderness into a pool of water and a dry land into water springs. Verse 36 says, There he makes the hungry dwell that they may, may establish a city for a dwelling place. And so fields and plant vineyards that they may yield fruitful harvest. He also blesses them that they may multiply greatly. And he does not let their cattle decrease. When we pursue God, increase is inevitable. You don't even have to ask for it. You will, your, your life will influence others, will touch others. The Bible says... And they will increase, it will multiply greatly. And that's our desire as a church. We will multiply greatly. I said we will multiply greatly. Because we have a hunger for God. And God is establishing his presence in us. Hallelujah. And the last one that I, I just, just say this as I conclude. As you read in Psalms 84, verse 1 to 4. Please read that for me. I'll put it up. Praise the Lord. You don't need a lot of stuff. You just need to do what God has been speaking to you. 
Bible says, How lovely is your dwelling place. Lord Almighty, my soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrows have found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. What is your longing, your passion, and your priority? What is your driving force, church? We look at this place and the Bible tells us, for this, that he longed for the courts of the Lord. But the key word I want you to see that even the swallows and the, have found the nest. They build the nest closer to the altar. What about you? The swallow have a home, a nest for her young one near the altar of the Lord. Almighty. Is our nest near his altar? Is our passion, our yearning, our longing? In his presence or his presence I could say so many things about these things but my heart for you is even these animals hang around closer to the altar where have you laid your passion for the things of this world a Paul summarizes for us In Philippians chapter 3, from verse 10, Paul cries out and says, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his suffering, becoming like him in death. Verse 12 says, But I press on to make it my own, because Christ has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Pressing on towards the call for the high price of the upward call of, of God in Christ. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything, God will reveal that all to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Paul had an onomous, huge craving for God. He so longed for God to be more intimate with him that he said he counted everything he had as tongue, nothing compared to the excellency of winning Christ. Um, like I began saying, we can change this generation. But when people see no difference between you and them, why would they come to you? How can we change? Let me ask you this question. If God were to multiply us as the way we are, do you think it will change the world? I mean, you as you are, are you sufficient to change the world the way you are without anything added to you? So that's why God is focused on shipping you and transforming you 
shaping you rather than just sending you out there before you're made. So that you have something greater than if most of us are multiplied like that, we will pl- be planted among the community of this world. They will change because we're there. We, when we show up, God is showing up. We are the carrier of his presence and glory. We will not go there <coughs> and pray for glory. We will be the glory of the Lord in the place. Because we are consumed with God. We carry his presence. And that's what God is doing. It reached a point where Jesus was, Peter was walking and his shadow began to healing ministry without him speaking a word. If that were today, do you know that that's possible now? The Bible says these things happen. What happened to Moses, to David, all those miracles are not far off. They were happening as an example for us of whom the end of the age will come. We are supposed to do that more. Because we are climax at the end of the age. We should see more miracles and all combined to see that happen. And that will happen if we are hungry and we are reaching out to God rather than just what God can give us. It's true. One man of God said, what Pastor Victor said, stop traveling and travail. Stop feasting and fast. But he saw this same man, David Ravenhill, Leonard Raven, he said the judge today can say silver and gold I have but glory have I none I will build you an orphanage but they cannot say glory I have I don't have what I have I give you rice and heal practically there and there where did we lose this it's good to do what we are doing but we carry something else we carry his name that has power what happened? We cannot just heal headache alone. We have to see lame legs walk, dead people raised. Because this same Jesus who raised the man who was dead four days can raise the dead today. Who can cause water to come off the rock? He's still God today in our generation. Let's apply ourselves. Let's give ourselves to him and let him work through us. And that's why Paul was so... He did miracles. Paul reached forward. He didn't look back. And either victory or failure of the past. Rather, he chose to reach forward in God, knowing as long as there's more time for him, there's more opportunity to be nearer God. As a pastor, my heart is, we as a church have begun to accumulate. Something is building up. My fear is that we let it down again. Or may we sustain what God has begun to do in this house. May we go forward with what God has begun doing in this house. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Can we do this? Bible says, it says, With thee, O God, is the fountain of life. And in your light, I have seen the light. Until you come in the presence of God, you will even not know what God has for you. But when you dwell in his presence, even that which he has for you will be revealed. In his light, you shall see the light. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Those are the words that I wanted to start hearts tonight today. That we not forget as we conclude this last Sunday before the feast. May the Lord, after the feast, began to feast on Jesus like never before. 
actually when we feast food our spirit is not enjoying it but when today as we fast is the spirit fast feasting now on the mountain of the lord it will be wonderful feasting going on now in the spirit the spirit's alive praise the name of i've seen god i can give you testimonies for a few days i've been praying god has begun to stir my heart again and remind me where i was and where i have let go what belongs to me and my heart is just start to go forth for god like never before for me this prayer has start something that cannot stop anymore god bless you hallelujah